Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Welcome back to the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nate here with Max. How are you doing, Max? Pretty good. How are you? Doing well. We have a special guest with us today. Julia is joining us. How are you, Julia? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for uh, taking the time. We appreciate it. Well, we're, we're excited today. Uh, Julie's our guest. We're going to give her a second, introduce herself, where she served, when she got back, all of that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I served in the New Mexico Albuquerque mission. I was called English speaking. Um, I got to the mission field in June of 2019, and then I recently returned home in December of 2020. Awesome. Awesome. So pretty recent. Yeah, it's been, it's been a little bit over a transfer. <laughs> That's awesome. So how's it been being, being back? Um, it's been, it's been good. It was kind of hard to get into the, the groove of things. I was fighting over, you know, not wanting to adjust, of course, but still, you know, being in lots of different circumstances. Um, and like coming back during COVID season, my family had COVID. And so I couldn't really go and see like anyone. Oh man. <laughs> wow. Stayed with my family pretty locked down but now I'm back at school so things are a little bit better <laughs> that's crazy I bet that was a an adventure to say the least yeah from having missionaries with COVID to family with COVID you know it's still not the greatest but you know it's good well thank you Julia we're gonna just dive right into some of the questions we have for you this podcast topic is centered on missionary work during the COVID-19 pandemic the different aspects of it and we wanted to begin with just asking you, what were your reasons for deciding to go on a mission in the first place? What led you to choosing to serve? Yeah, so I I have four older brothers and they all served missions. So they set a pretty great example for me. So I'd always you know, had that desire to go and serve a mission. And when I when I got to college, I was, you know, still trying to get a for sure answer that I should serve. Um, and you know, school was going good and work and friends. And then I thought, you know, maybe a mission's not for me. Um, so I actually decided not to go. And then, you know, the very day I decided I wasn't going to go, I had a, a dream that night that I was in the MTC and I was learning how to teach people about Jesus Christ. And I was, I was pumped. And so when I woke up that next morning, I was like, well, I got my answer. And I immediately reached out to the stake president and started my mission papers like right away so that was a little bit of <laughs> what happened that's super cool talk about an answer to prayer <laughs> yeah he won't lead me astray for too long <laughs> true personal revelations is just super important on the mission and i guess that was uh not, i don't want to say introduction because i'm sure you've had experiences with personal revelation in the past but i'm sure that helped introduce you to all the great opportunities that were available on the mission for you know to be able to receive that with that calling. Julie, I, I don't think I've heard that story before. That's really, really cool. In in the dream, I was called to the, the Phoenix, Arizona mission, and I was kind of confused when I opened my call and got New Mexico, because I was like, that's not Phoenix, but that's okay. It's kind of close. I'm excited. <laughs> and then um, getting there, like after a couple weeks, we had a new mission president, and he was from Phoenix, Arizona, which was another, I guess, answer to the prayers, and it you know, showed me that I was, I was called to, to him and, and I was called to serve with my mission president. 
because I was supposed to be, you know, in, I thought I was supposed to be in Phoenix, but um, it was really, I was supposed to be with him who was from Phoenix. So that was a, a cool experience too. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sure that that played a pretty big role in throughout the course of your mission and remembering why you decided to serve. Yeah. What also was your reasons for staying? Did that reason to choose to go change at all as you served? Every day I loved serving and, and there was obviously hard times, but I felt so much peace like with being able to, to share my testimony with people, no matter how awkward it got or when I was reading the scriptures and I was with my companions and when we short, shared messages, even with just members, like I definitely felt like I should be here. And I know I was making my heavenly father proud the whole time. And, and I felt like I, I should be there no matter how hard it got. That was always, you know, going back to the, the why I came out. Um, it was for the Lord and I knew he wanted me to be here. So that's why I guess I kept staying. That's excellent. I really like that. That's just how you mentioned just being able to share that peace, you know, bearing testimony, sharing peace with others. When you first went out, it was pre, pre-pandemic, right? So I actually served half of my mission. I guess the first like nine months were, were regular. You know, I was tracting, I was going to people's houses. And mm-hmm. then um, about halfway through is when all the craziness started and, and the pandemic hit. And I was oh, okay. to stay out the whole time. Um, yeah, I was about halfway. Wow. Okay. How was that? Like the transition from, you know, going out every day, talk to everybody to, okay, keep your distance. Yeah, it was, it was definitely weird at first. And like, I was bummed because we were, you know, we were teaching people who were older, I guess. And so I was like, well, I can't go, we can't go visit them because they're high risk. And, um, well, just in general, we couldn't visit people and and using Zoom was weird at first, and a lot of them, you know, didn't want to use it. But when we got like a 12-pager from our mission president of things we can do inside, I was like, okay, so there's <laughs> not hope is not all lost. Yeah, <laughs> still good stuff. And like our stake president, um, in the the stake that I was in serving in, he had like instructed us to go through the members list, call A to Z, ask them how they're doing, if we could pray with them, if there's anyone who they knew who could hear a message and would benefit from it. So I thought, you know, calling the members was pretty like effective. I felt like I wasn't wasting time. You know, sometimes I was like, okay, well, we're just talking to members, but it, it definitely got better over time for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good to hear. I remember my mission was only about a two months, maybe three where it was during the pandemic. It definitely changed how missionary work happened. With that, we wanted to ask you, what were some aspects of missionary work that were difficult to transition during the pandemic? Um, and yeah. what did you do to overcome that? Something like working with Facebook was something we were, I felt kind of thrown into. <laughs> I didn't really know how we were supposed to like find people to teach in, in our area through Facebook. I didn't know how we could you know, connect with people and have it be genuine over Facebook. Um, but... I think over time, and like it definitely took a positive attitude, um, not just going into it like, oh, this is, we're not going to find anyone or these videos that we're making are, are pointless, but just like changing the attitude. And I even got, I got transferred to a, an area, a different area in the mission. And I was in a trio and those two sisters had a ton of success with Facebook and they loved it so much. And 
they were enthusiastic about making videos and teaching over Zoom really didn't phase them. Um, and so it helped me overcome like the perception that I had. And, and the more we made videos and the more we were able to, to Zoom like pretty regularly with, with people um, and, and have the members join, like I think that really helped over time. Yeah, I think you hit on a lot of really important points there just with like Facebook, how that was a new thing for you and then making making videos, using videos. I feel like before the pandemic, there wasn't a whole lot of, I mean, I'm sure there was some use of like the online proselytizing tools, but you definitely see that just skyrocket when the pandemic hit. That's cool. I know I watched, I've seen some of the videos that you and your companions created and they're they're pretty incredible. Definitely uh, a lot of creativity went into those. Yeah, they, were, they were definitely fun to make and, and the members loved, loved the videos and they, you know, the more, like they would, they would, we could tell which videos they would share. And so like after, you know, a while of making videos, we really wanted to to put effort into them and make them really good so that members would want to share them with their friends. So we definitely saw a lot of like positive um, impact come from that just with the members too. You look, people are on their phones, right? They're they're scrolling, they're doing whatever. And so, I mean, just giving them something uplifting to, to watch, you know, with a call to action to have the missionaries over or repent or do something. That's super cool just to be able to add that to their scrolling feed. Yeah, definitely. And with that, talking about working with the members, what were some tips or tricks that you would give as to effective ways to work with members during the pandemic? I think just showing them like that they're important in the work and it's not just missionaries who can you know, share the gospel. It's important to, to help them feel empowered and, and show them like they have so much you know, worth and they have such a, a big influence. And, and missionaries, you know, they're, they're plopped into an area and they don't know people and the way to to do a lot of missionary work effectively is through the members and just sharing that with them and being honest was important but whenever we we went over and shared messages and and when we ate with them just being interested in them and helping them um to i guess if I'm back backtrack um just like when we would go and visit members and share messages and have dinners with them we we really try to get to know them and help them to share the gospel in, in ways that were natural to them and helping them share the gospel with their friends. I think it was important to, to show them that it wasn't just us who, who could do it, but they could do it too. Showing love was super important. It's really cool to hear. I loved how you talked about helping to build that relationship with the members and to kind of lift them, to enable them. I think that's an important way that we can help the members is to be that support and to help them in any way that we can as they strive to, to do what they can on their end. I like another point that you hit on was just being honest and open with them. I love that because I feel like so many times I definitely got into this and I don't, I don't know if it was the same for, for you, Max and Julia, but as a missionary, I felt like I had to be something so much more than I was, but you still want to be yourself and you still want to be open and honest with, with everybody. And I like that you hit on that because that's definitely, this is one thing that I saw as well that really helped and really helps to build the trust and the just the relationships in general with members as well as people you teach. So that's, I really like that, how you talked about that. It's awesome. Just to wrap things up, I wanted to just ask a couple questions for those in the audience to have something that they can go away with from this interview first question we wanted to ask is what advice would you give to someone who's considering serving a mission during the pandemic serving a mission is is one of the most important decisions 
and I know for me it's brought me so much happiness even though I was in you know serving during a pandemic and it was it might have been harder than than if we weren't I definitely still saw blessings and there's still miracles that are happening I know that I wouldn't have been able to build my my testimony in Jesus Christ and grow that relationship as strong as it is now without building those those habits that a mission helps me to to build and create. When you serve a mission, you're striving to be like 100% selfless and thinking of others and thinking of how the gospel of Jesus Christ can help and change them. It does something to yourself. It it changes you. And I I wouldn't have have changed anything about the way I I, I served being in a pandemic we were all learning but i definitely would suggest it recommend it um for for anyone considering to serve now is is so important to serve um, there's work that needs to be done now 100 percent agree thank you one last question before we wrap up here what would, is one thing that you learned while serving during the pandemic that has blessed you since being home the pandemic really helped humble me and turn to the Lord. And that pattern that I've developed of turning to him has, has blessed me so much, even now being home, knowing that, you know, we're still in a pandemic and there's still hard things, um, but I can do hard things with the Lord. And as I remember to turn to him and include him in everything, I will continue to, to be blessed and, and others around me will be blessed as I do so. Well, Julia, thank you so much for coming on here today and being willing to share some of the insights and thoughts that you had from your service as a missionary. Of course, you elders were so awesome to serve with and are definitely, you know, still changing lives today. Thank you so much. We appreciate it.